Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Jonathan Pierce. Harry Kandler has jumped in and seen a kung fu kick. A fan. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And... Friends. <laughs> JP. The mad side of genius. And T. Good to meet you, love. The Football Friendly. Hello, everybody. Welcome, JP and T, the Football Friendly. Thanks ever so much for joining us. How are you, Mr. Alderton? Oh, I'm very well, very well. I had a bit of a week uh, of doing lots of stuff. All good, though. All good. And yesterday for you, five goals up the road. Five goals yeah, in the FA Cup. Right through to the semi finals. And. Um, 
and it was they played brilliantly and, Grim, and Grimsby did a great account of themselves you know all the way through they beat in higher league opposition every round One, it was a bridge too far for them really uh, yesterday and uh, you know they weren't disgraced they put Grimsby back on you know on, on the football map and mm. the owners there are, are what is really important Terry is, is the owners of Grimsby Town are making Grimsby Town again the centre of the community yes. the flagship of the community yes. depressed community you know, lost the fishing industry by and large. And uh, what they're doing is they're trying to help out various parts of the community through Grimsby Town Football Club, which is brilliant to see. So, yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, could, I was supposed to be at Manchester City Burnley on the Saturday, but uh, my, my 93-year-old mum was taken into hospital. She's on the men now. So it's been a bit of a weekend. Uh, but, uh, you know, at least I didn't go and rescue rescue family members like you did no 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 and what about the uh what about the arsenal before we bring our wonderful guest in what about the arsenal well I watched fears it no last one night. saka fears no one uh no and i watched it last night and they were tremendous and the flip side of that of course is that crystal palace whatever they were imagining the, the effect of a sacking of patrick vieira would be it didn't bring any sort of bounce i, I think it's a calamitous decision because he had all the young players on side with him you know he, he it was a learning process for the young players it was a cultural learning process for them as well the way they were changing football patrick was leading all of that and if the, if the ownership of the football club couldn't see that and all they can see is results in 2023 and not taking into account the draws they've had against Liverpool and Newcastle and Brighton of Albion and other teams involved as well then then they are very short-sighted indeed and and they are in trouble because the mm. team I saw yesterday on the highlights at the Emirates were a team that had no confidence no will no and that, will and no goalkeeper I mean he in was that, having, he had a torrid didn't he the goalie well, he's a kid he's been brought in you know no, no, lack of planning him. anyway let's get on let's go let's get got, on you, and bring a very special guest today I've got the guest again today I'm so excited this is uh, this is an old mate of mine we've been friends for many 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 years in the comedy world he's now gone on to some major success at the moment he's smashing the place up uh, but what I want to do and before you before you correct me get Chris right because only because I want to I want to do this because I want it to be stuck in everybody's head for the rest of the day uh, he wasn't on. What's the story of Balamori? Wouldn't you like to know? Because I all thought he was. Now that's stuck in everybody's head. He was actually on Me Too, which was a spin-off of Balamori. He was a fruit and veg man. That's where he started his major TV career. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you the wonderful, beautiful Mr. Chris McCausland. He's on with us. Big Liverpool fan. How are you, Chrissy? <laughs> the most inappropriately named children's TV show. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. I never thought about that. Oh, mate, it'll never get repeated now, will it? Me, me residuals <laughs> have gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is now is like, unless, unless, you know, unless somebody knows I was on it, if you Google my name, one of the Google suggestions is Chris McCausland, me too. <laughs> <laughs> People must... Oh, I liked him on Would I Lie to You. Let's have a look what he's... What's he been up to, the dirty bastard? <laughs> um, Brilliant. So there you go. I must apologise as well here, because I've got me, I've got a really decent microphone here. I've got it plugged in, and for some reason, it's saying critical alert zero, and I don't know what that means, so oh, I've no idea worry. how I sound on this, but you, um, you sound, it's you all sound, you're getting. It's you all sound, you're getting. You sound beautiful, my love. Now, for people who don't know Chris, and everyone, everyone surely doesn't know Chris, uh, Chris is a, is a visual impairment, which is which has uh, gone on and on and on since a young age, and um, and he's he still does his stand up. Um, I don't know if you know this, Jonathan. Chris has to uh, have someone take him on the stage and take him up to the microphone. And uh, I've got to be honest, I gave a really good joke, didn't I, Chris? 
What, what, what was the remind when, when me, walk, mate? But, oh, don't do that to oh. me. <laughs> when you oh, walk, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, remember, very... I remember. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, 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 I've had the same fella drive us around for donkeys now. And um, and he's a heating engineer, and um, I think he looks like a heating engineer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what was the joke, mate? It was um, me yeah, commenting on. Yeah, um, does she look nice? Yeah, she's fit. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good a joke. You don't even use it anyway. Yeah, so oh, when, on, when so, did you go blind, Chris? So I was born with it. Uh, yeah, it was right. genetic, born with it. But but I was I could see back then. So it was one of those things where it's a. It's a genetic condition that causes the, the retina to deteriorate. So I used to be able to see, um, and it just very, very, very steadily got got worse um, right through the 90s. So, you know, football-wise, didn't really miss out on much in terms of Liverpool, did I? No, um, no and I, I've, know, still, I've still got hair in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I have this conversation with people, you know. I, in my head, I still fancy Kylie in the 90s. And, I'm, you know, I'm like, in my head, she's still got all pants on and she's still doing that, you know, spinning round song or whatever it was. You remember, you remember what a young George Clooney looked like, Chris? Yeah. See, I look like a young George Clooney still now. He does. He does. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like. So, well, so, so Chris, let, well, let's cut the chase on this because it is an interesting topic. Uh, for, I, I find it really interesting that you could, you know, for me, if I'm going to be blatantly honest here, right, I, I, it terrifies me to lose my sight. And uh, I know that's probably, you're thinking, yeah, oh, thanks for that, mate. But you, you've, you've grown up with it and you've, and you've you've learned to live with that. How, what is the point that you go right? I'm going to go and watch a football match. Well, it's 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 a weird thing. Cause I, mean, I suppose really you just. I mean, m most people just get used to whatever, whatever, and they're dealt. You know, there's a there's a different journey for everybody. When you're losing your sight very very gradually, there's never a moment where you have to. You know, there's never a day where you wake up and you go, oh my god, everything's different. It's not like you know being in the army and getting injured. And losing your legs or or anything like that, and you you wake up the next day and life is different. You don't really notice it happening at the time, so you're in a constant um, period of 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 denial, I suppose, to one extent. But also, um, it's just life. It's just you don't really notice it going. So that it's not really a thing where you go, "Oh, I'm losing my eyesight." Um, you know, it, it doesn't play into the decisions of going to watch football. You just grow up like in football, and you know. You realise one year that you can see less of it than the year before, right, and, and, right, and right. so on. But uh, but obviously, Jonathan is um, a big part of my football <laughs> enjoyment because that's what well, I was going to come on to there. All, yeah, all all the, I mean, I'm, I just the radio for me, the the radio all the time. Um, when I'm when I'm you know, I still call it watching the football, even though I'm listening <laughs> on the radio. It's just one of them things, isn't it? But um, radio commentary, outstanding. I mean, the thing with Jonathan, though, is like he puts so much of himself into it, you'd be, you'd be forgiven for thinking every throw in was a goal. But <laughs> I did, um, <clears throat> I did a TV commentary that for I did Rangers Celtic, I've only ever done it once, and uh, I, I went to do the old firm derby up there. And I was working with Terry Butcher and um, one of the Celtic legends, can't remember. And um, anyway, they were saying, you won't even experience anything like this. And I went, oh, I've done Liverpool Everton, I've done Tottenham Arsenal, you know, I've done, I've done whatever. And they said, no, 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 no. And what you just said, the ball went out of play on the halfway line for a throw-in. 
and Hamden Park went absolutely <laughs> mental. <laughs> you know, there's one side screaming that it should be there for it, and the other side screaming. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never heard anything like it. But, um, yeah, well, when we, um, you know, the, the radio thing's important because uh, you, you try and paint pictures mm-hmm. to try and – it's like um, – you know they, they that Shakespearean thing was uh, he used to try and I've forgotten what the theatrical theater, theatrical term is. He tried to take people away to these magical lands that he created Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Suspension of disbelief, that's it, mm, yeah. and that's what you sort of taught to do in radio. You know, take the people into their transistor radio and into Anfield or wherever it is by mm-hmm. painting the pictures. And I love to do it. I love the language. I love our language. And uh, sometimes people probably can't believe that because I don't use it very well. But um, I just, uh, I love to paint those pictures, you know. And um, and Anfield itself, the, the other thing is, Chris, for me, football, the football experience, forget what happens on the pitch, right? That's That's one experience. But the other experience is the smell of the stadium. Yes, the smell of the programs, the smell of everything around you, mm-hmm. but the the colours, the colours of it all. The the and I just wonder, can you you still recall those colours from when you could partially see the colours of that? I don't know whether it was Stevie Highway on the wing or whoever it was. You know, the, mm-hmm. the actual can, do, are they still with you to this day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I remember it, it's. It, it's a difficult thing. I mean, colours are, are easy for, for me because I obviously remember that they're quite, um, you know, base level ingrained in your brain. And But but you think back to like Ian Rush and I think, well, I know what Ian Rush looks like because I watched him all the time. But then I think, well, do I know what he looks like? Am I just remembering what I think I thought he looked oh, like? Am I, yeah. Is it a fading photograph in my head? Have I just built this kind of um, this kind of thin fella with a moustache in my head and I just... <laughs> <laughs> or am I actually remembering Ian Rush, you know? He still is um, that thin fellow with the moustache, but no, he's cut yeah. the moustache now. <laughs> well, there you he's go. Gone now, and he's gone a bit grey. <laughs> always have a moustache. Always have a moustache in my head. Do you know the thing um, that you say, Jonathan, just very quickly, Chris, <clears throat> saying about colours and what have you, a- Anfield is one of those places of colour. I know exactly what you mean by that. It sticks in my mind as a kid, that real red and the green of that grass. It really, really sticks in my mind. So it's a good question to ask that. And yeah, that- well, the thing is as well, in this day and age as well, like because I imagine when I'm listening to the radio commentary and I imagine what's going on in my head, and I kind of picture it, you know, this kind of like, you know, running down the wing, he's crossing the ball in Virgil van Dijk in them. And I imagine these people in my head, and this it like in this day and age with the the the, the racial and ethnic diversity in football, the number of times I have people in completely the wrong skin colour <laughs> in my <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't. Have you, have you read a play? Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, mate. It wasn't until one year after he left Liverpool that I found out Mario Balotelli was black. I mean, it is. no one ever mentioned it, which is a good thing. But like, why would you ever? Why would you ever just think that in your head? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, would you? No, no, no. And, no. and you're not allowed. You're not allowed to know in the past. You know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but as a descriptive thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, pe- no. pe- people, people would know Balotelli came through when people knew all these footballers because they're on the internet and they seen them on the television etc yeah, yeah. but back in the day when you were doing a World Cup or whatever you had to describe a player and if he was black yeah. you called him black and um, it, whether that's right or wrong it, was, it wasn't used as a as, as a derogatory thing it was no. just a description yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now you can't you can't um, no and, and, and to be honest and that's probably a good thing but when, when, yeah, when I'm creating the pictures in my head I, um, you know, it's amazing the number of times I'm, I'm constantly being surprised. 
but they're just shorter well, and they're six foot seven and you think they're like like in your head they're four foot two or something stupid mate so, it, it, it is the thing as well right because I, I obviously love the radio commentary um, the TV commentary I, I just don't get on with at all right and I know it's the nature of TV it, it, it really it's a completely different game in it Jonathan when you're doing the telly you mm. don't really have to bring it to life because people are looking at it right but here's the thing people like more descriptive comedy right uh, commentary right in the 80s people used to sync the radio with the telly they turn the telly mm. down put the radio on it's not a, it's not a visually impaired blind thing a lot of people prefer radio commentary the tv is inaccessible in terms of live sport for people who are blind or people who can't see the screen because the commentary doesn't bring it to life and socially it cuts out those experiences that like i can't enjoy the football on the telly with me mates or with me me daughter because the commentary doesn't do it for me and you can't sync it up anymore because everything's out of sync because it's digital right mm-hmm. so why isn't live sport um under the same obligations as like audio described content on the tv where they have to provide two commentary streams and i would say that if you provided two commentary streams that you could choose from on live tv on the football on the telly that you would find that a lot of people would be picking the more descriptive radio version over the standard tv version because it's just better Mm. you know what i mean yeah sky we're gonna do when i first went to sky in 92 i think it was Mm. um there's a man called david hill i'm pretty sure his christian name was david and he got me in there and that was the plan that on one Mm. side you were going to have martin tyler and on the on the other side um it's like a different service you're going to have me doing more radio commentary Mm. it never took off really and i thought it was a good idea but i've got to tell you this story chris we were doing um we were, Capital Goal were linked with various, uh, we had deals with various clubs. <clears throat> One of them was Charlton Athletic. I might have told this story to her on the podcast before, but anyway. So we got a link with Charlton Athletic and uh, and and our commentary, whenever it went out, went all over uh, the valley, you know, and um, and all, all the, the radio airwaves and everything. Anyway, so we got to half time in a game and the referee was Graham Pohl. And we went to an advertising break and uh, he'd had a stinker, Graham Paul, in the first half, the referee. Anyway, so we were saying, you know, I was with Tony Gale and we were, we were uh, chatting because it's gone to an ad break. We think we're off air. Oh, no. but, so anyway, and we're going, fucking what wanker and all this sort of stuff about <laughs> Graham Paul. And uh, anyway, all of a sudden, the front row of the stand, we were off air. We weren't on the radio. The front row of the stand all stood up, start turning round and they're applauding and laughing. And we carried on going on this vein, slagging off Graham Pole. And uh, this steward comes running up to us and says, uh, you've got to stop it, you've got to stop it. And I said, what are we, you're still broadcasting here and we've got a special link. Didn't you know about it? We've got a special link to the Charlton Blind Supports. <laughs> we hadn't, we didn't know. So they're hearing all this off chat. You know, what do you think of performance of so-and-so and so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and all that sort of stuff. And um, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we were very that's popular we, that's with them. We, maybe that's what we need an extra service on the on the on the radio where you get that kind of <laughs> genuine honesty. <laughs> do you know, Chris? When you go to a, a, to a live match, do you, you plug in? Don't you? Am I yeah, right so in saying that? Because they do that at South End, so I'm sure they do that yeah. at Anfield. Yeah, and there's the problem with it, right? Because there is a problem. There's always a problem with these oh, things. It's on. nice that people make the efforts, and it's nice that you get the commentary in the grounds. But the sound in the in the, in the ground is so loud when anything exciting happens that you only hear the boring bits. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, oh, you, you get there, oh, like he's just passing it around the back. He's always gone out for a throw. And as soon as there's an attack on the roar, <laughs> you, oh, you just lose, you lose it. So you, you would have heard a lot of the um, the Real Madrid home game then, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything from 15 minutes onwards. <laughs> and then, of course, we could go for the Man United game, but that would be wicked as well, wouldn't it? That you know would be happens, wicked. Right? You would have heard nothing of that game. I mean, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it round there, Jonathan, for you. Do you know, but then do you know again, what? you I went was... to Bournemouth, didn't you? What was that all about? You went straight to Bournemouth. Mate. Well, I was I was working in Glasgow on the day of the United game. I was at a fly up, and I was half half time. I was listening to the um, end of the first half on my uh, phone on the plane before we took off, and then we took off. And I tried to get the Wi-Fi working, and it wouldn't connect. And I couldn't listen to the second half. Oh, <laughs> and mate! And we landed, and I'm sat next to this couple that I don't know from from anyone, and I put my phone on. And um, and the, the notifications came through. First one, historic night at Anfield. I was oh my god, what's happened? And I saw the score, and I went, oh my god, like that. And they went, what's happened? They thought they'd been like a terrorist attack or something. <laughs> 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 Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I'm bloody BA Wi-Fi. What a crock of shit. I was oh. oh I did one of that, <laughs> but it's a complete reverse on that. I went to uh, was doing some gigs in Dubai. No, no, I was going to Australia. Sorry, I was going to Australia. That's right. And the first leg, we stopped in Dubai. And uh, I then could get a call to my mate and say, what, what happened? To, uh, did we win last night? And he went, oh, didn't you hear? This is a South End match. And I went, what? Mm. He said the, the referee collapsed and died. Oh, my oh God. My goodness. And that was like, oh, that. so that was a, oh, my God. Slightly different, yeah, oh, my yeah. God, to yours. Yeah, yeah, so it's mad when you do Bring flights. Tell down, why don't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't use that as your opening. Do you know yeah. what? As soon as I was Jesus telling Christ. that story, I was thinking. I was thinking. I think it might have had a laugh in it. <laughs> yeah. it. Wasn't your opening line in the gig? Was it over there that night? Yeah, By good the evening. Way, this, this is what, what happened to me on the way to the gig. <laughs> Dubai was a bit alarming. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Liverpool this season, then, Chris? Yes. Well, I mean, what do you think? I think of Liverpool this season. It's. Um, it, it, it's. I mean, we are. We. I, I read the other day that we are. We are top of the injury table, and it and it shows, doesn't it? We. Um, it's it's been very stop start, very up down, hasn't it? It's it's one of those seasons. That, I mean, even when we played Real Madrid the other day, I hadn't. I mean, I didn't think that we were going to get anything out of it. But also, I thought we were going to win four 0 It was mm. just you know, it's it's one of those things that you think if anyone can do it, we can. Yeah. And for there was about there was a good part of that game where you're thinking if we can just score now, then because there's no away goals rule anymore, is there? You think no. well, we only need two? Then the game is on. So you've always got that bit of hope for Liverpool. But we pulled these seven, a seven nil win. We'd be Bournemouth. What was it? Nine nil. Was it nine? And then we get beat by them one nil. And it's so stop start the whole bloody season. Um, we've had a lot of injuries. We've got a, a lot of new players trying to bed themselves in. Um, and I think a lot of the. A lot of the players, similar to the season in COVID when it all fell apart a little bit, a lot of our players that are normally, you know, outstanding are, you know, doing either, not necessarily doing different jobs this this season, but but playing alongside teammates that they're not familiar with or they're not getting the support from. Like Trent, you know, he's played, he's, he's, he's not had his, he's not had his boys around him, has he? You know, it, it, and I think a lot of the time people can say, "Well, Trent's underperforming," but I think he's, um, I think he's playing well under the circumstances. You know, he hasn't got his normal um, defensive partnership next to him. He hasn't usually got Henderson 
in front of him all the time. He hasn't got Mane to, to aim for. It's um, you know the game's changed for him, hasn't it? And um, I think it's the same right through the team, really. But it, I mean, if I see bloody Kaita starting one more time, oh, oh fuck it out. <laughs> 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 big fan big fan I tell you what though you say it's bad you say it's bad but you are you are just outside the uh, Champions yeah. League still I mean it's not that bad no not it's not I mean it's not it's not I mean, but I know I mean, what you mean look we've it's got a bit Everton on and off, to remind us how good things are yeah that's the way it works it's a bit stoppy starty well it's always a thing being a lower league fan who's not even in the league it always makes you think well you ain't doing that bad are you what do you think on that Jonathan uh, uh, about Trent and what have you there well, I, uh, he's you know he's suspect defending. Everyone knows he's suspect defending, and, and opposition teams know. So they've got to make up for that Liverpool by working players around him. You know he hasn't had the the, the right side centre back has been has been disrupted. Um, I don't think Van Dijk has really yet got back to where he was before his injury. Uh, I, I don't, by the way. I don't know what Chris thinks. He was, see, he was built up to be the best defender on earth. And Liverpool, when they were when they were very, 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 very good, the best team that Liverpool ever had. I never went along with that. I never went along with that because to be the best Liverpool team they ever had, they'd have to win the European Cup, or Champions League, three, three, whatever, three or four times. You know, like the Dark Leash era did, and the, and the the years before, they'd have to win league, 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 league. So I never, I never went along with that hype. But I, I mean, I, he's, I, he's an outstanding player. But the, th- yeah. the thing is, as well, is he was doing things that a right back hasn't done before. I suppose to to an extent. It's, Trent, you know, you're talking but, about now. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the the extra things he brought to his game, and I think a lot of his defensive, you know, weaknesses were were made up for by the players around him. He had a lot of cover when he was bombing forwards, you know, and and he hasn't got that anymore, or he hasn't been getting that. And I think a lot of more of his frailties are, are just. You know, becoming problems, aren't they? But he's there's no doubt, and he's an outstanding player, really. But and I think I think other teams have worked out, Chris. You know, they 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 used to play an unbelievable diagonal ball between Trent and uh, Robertson on the other side, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Teams have worked that one out, so they haven't mm-hmm. been able to play that as much. And you, I think, you hit the nail on the head. To lose Mane was an absolute, absolute mm-hmm. massive, massive loss for the club. Incredible because, loss. Uh, I, I don't well, even know why that happened. Well, Why did really, it happen? He, 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 I think he wanted to go. So, um, well, he wanted yeah. to go to Germany instead of carrying on playing in. Well, he's oh. gone to he's gone to one of the biggest clubs in the world, hasn't he? So he has, he's you know he's left like for like one of the biggest clubs to go to another biggest club, yeah, and but... you know I, I think he just wanted to move on, Terry. But just a change. Um, you know they should have. What do you think, Chris? I mean, he was. I think maybe there was a problem with with his position in the team with regard to Salah as well, wasn't it? In that he, I mean, he, he's a phenomenal player, and in in most teams he would be the number one man. And maybe there was a little bit of um, that going on where he wanted the opportunity to be the number one man. Um, but he's, I mean, the thing I loved about him as well. I mean, apart from just the fact that he was amazing, is is just the, the juxtaposition between what you hear about him as a man. You know, mm. and his, his kind of spiritual side, and his his his, his non materialistic life, and the way the the support he offers his family and his people at home, and this gentle soul, and then he's punching the ground through frustration because he doesn't get on the end of a ball, and he's screaming at his own feet, and he's <laughs> it's just he was he was just an you know just put everything. Nobody wanted to win the league more than he did in that team. He was he was ferocious. In, in his uh, in his efforts and um, and I just love that about him, you know. I mean, the, the one I mean, what Liverpool love most is you can win a you can win an Anfield crowd home, you can win an Anfield crowd over on your debut. 
just by running more than everybody else and and and, and chasing people down. You don't need to score a hat trick if you chase people down to the corner flags and, and and run yourself ragged and put in a shift. Then you, you know you'll you'll make an impression. It's a it's a wonderful place. And when I used to travel with Bristol City, um, Chris, we, we I worked for the club uh, with my dad. Um, video in the games for analysis. I was only young, and uh, when they went up to the old first division, they were there for four years. We didn't really feel we were first division club, top flight club, until the day we went to Anfield. Mm. And that was, mm. that was, and we first see, when you first hear the cop sing uh, Walk On, it's just, it's, it, it, I defy anyone, you know, it, not to be moved by it. And, and they got a 1-1 draw, you know, and they were applauded off the field, Bristol City were applauded off the field of play by the cop. Mm. And I don't know whether that happens nowadays, but uh, it was just, it was just like nerve tingling, you know. And uh, and I do, I do love going up there. I love going to all the old ground. I know, Liverpool, I know the cops change hugely, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's still for me an old ground in the same way that I, I love going to Goodison, which is a proper old ground. And uh, I love going to all those old grounds, you know, that I sort of grew up with. And and uh, mm-hmm. there's something magical about the whole place. There's something magical when you park in Stanley Park and walk through and. And he passed the, the Hillsborough Memorial, which has been moved, of course. And then you, it's just, it's just lovely. I think. Yeah, well, I heard what you said about the um, the West Ham ground, you know, and it's just the the, the, the soullessness of it. In yeah, terms just of vast. The... It's vast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it is um it is the other thing about about Liverpool that I've always found as a, as a city as well is you know and my, my friend I've mentioned before Scott said uh, he's a scouser he runs our kids football team but he he was he, he taught you know I said what is being a scouser what is it because it seems to be something and he said it's like a religion mate you know it's like it's something isn't it? it's more than just. It, being a scouser is not it's, it's more than j- just going up you're from Liverpool and and I think what you're saying Jonathan I think that translates into into the stadiums uh, Everton yeah, as well you, I think it really St. does Park, St James's Park you get it you get it but St James's Park you, you come out of the train station and you see it on the hill it's overlooking everything it's like mm. a castle on the hill yeah. you know and, and uh, it is it, those, those grounds those great old grounds I think you, you, you do get that feeling of religion yeah and I think in cities as well, where there have been two things, you know, where, where there's, there's been, you know, either incidents happen that you felt that it's it's kind of us against them or, you know, a lot of hardship. It, mm. it, it creates more of an identity, doesn't it, I suppose? Yes. Um, amongst the people, so, you know. Yeah, that, well, as a Bristol City fan, you see most lots of things have happened to us, mainly despondency, despair, um, <laughs> appalling depression. And that's sort of, that's why we're all such cynics, I think, and, <laughs> and always depressed. And uh, you, now, who's your favourite Liverpool player? Um, do you know what? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm I, the really boring answer at the minute is I, I, I so love James Milner. And that's no one oh, would so ever do say I. that. So do I. Do- I. I just I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, he, I've said this on the podcast. He is an unsung hero in football in this country. Yeah. I love James. And Milner. it's the unsexy answer, isn't it? Um, I love you it. Know, he, you've gone. You've gone. You've what? Well, you've gone. George Harrison, haven't you? That's what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? Like, I mean, because going back, I mean, there's always there's always sexier, kind of more exciting players in your in your in your team. But like, even going back a, a good few years, 
I, I, I was such a fan of Lucas Leiva, right? And and the reason was is that when he joined, he was a he was a astonishingly just like disappointing and bad. And oh my god, we got the only Brazilian that can't play football, <laughs> and he stuck it out, and he stuck it out, and he he just became just just do you know when somebody puts in the effort and just slowly wins you over? Yeah. To the point where I like being proven wrong by people, and um, and and I just really developed a, a massive spot, a soft spot for him. And I, I was, ended up when he left, I was a huge Lucas Leiva fan. Uh, well, that's that's got <laughs> you, that, you were the one. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But that's any that's got to be any comics uh, any comics answer. Really. I mean, to win him over, how many times we had to do that? Yeah, absolutely, there you go. <laughs> Story of our lives, isn't it? Um, it's funny you know I do the when I'm doing the stats on managers and uh, I look back at their playing careers and you know you you might often hear me say we had a good playing career had a 15 year five club career whatever James Miller is still going it's 22 years I think since he made his first team debut something like that Mm. and nearly 900 games and He's an astonishing player, I think, yeah. and I've always enjoyed meeting him. Uh, he's, he's an intelligent man, and uh, yeah, you could have gone for anyone there. You could have gone for any sexy Liverpool player over the decades, and you went for good old James Miller. Well, I, I, I'm with you. I like the, work, I, the work ethic. He's brilliant, <laughs> and I've said it. I've said it to you, Jonathan, so many times about James Milner. Uh, you know, they yeah. you, you have the writers' awards. You always have the you know the, the different football awards and all that, and and it's sometimes it's politics yeah. and whatever. But for me, and I'm going to be really controversial. For actual work ethic and everything that he's done, he's he's a Ballon d'Or winner for me all over. I love him. I love James I've, Milner. I've got this. Um, I mean, I've got. I've got, I'm doing. I'm on tour at the minute, and I've um, I've got this bit in me show. I started the tour last April, right? And so, but I've got this bit in about Mo Salah in me tour show. Um, you know, and and the the kind of inference is, is is about you know how amazing he is and how brilliant he is. And this season, it's been getting harder and harder to do this bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about sexy players is the sex appeal can you know it it, it, it comes and goes don't it depends on <laughs> but work ethic stays as they as they say but um no i'm i, I do this bit about most seller and honestly sometimes i'm 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 like god i hope this i hope this crowd doesn't really understand football that much because they won't <laughs> Most of them might know we've just been beaten by Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, you're touring around. You're going on. Uh, you, your tour's going on and on and on, isn't it? It looks like to me. It's um, it started in April, finishes in May. So I'm on, I'm kind of getting on the arm straight, but I'm on like 110, 111, 12, 140 odd. Um, wow. So it's been a long old tour. What mate. a lovely um, place to be. That is well done. Finishing on the Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is just like you know the bands I've seen there is um, is a, it's it's a, a, incredible to get to go there and and we're going to film it for Channel Four as well. So well, um, you 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 know what, Jonathan? I'd say this about Chris. He you know he's got there on his own merit without a doubt, but you know he's obviously got a very good agent. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 who, who for some of his other clients doesn't do quite as well <laughs> he'd be listening to this he's going to go mad now My you're there God. in May aren't you Chris you're in the you're in the, uh, you're in the Empire in May aren't you the Speaky Blinder tour isn't it yeah, which sorry in, in, in May the thirteenth Shepherd's yeah. Bush Empire yeah 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 uh, and, and you've got it's go on, on your website and all that isn't it as well. It's on the website, yeah. So we've got that in May, and then um, I've got a um, I've got a travel show. We filmed a travel show um, for oh, Channel yeah. Four because there's there's not enough of them on the telly. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, everyone's frozen. Oh shit! Ah, 
I mean, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Hold on a second. Go, hold on. Hold on. Go back very quickly. Go back to travel. Yeah. We all froze. Just say uh, as there's travel shows. There's not enough of them on the telly. That's where we lost you. Oh, okay. So I've uh, filmed a travel show for Channel Four because there's not enough of them on the telly, <laughs> is there, mate? <laughs> and, um, but but this one's it's got a bit of a twist. I'm going to the wonders of the world, or we've done it. And the whole point was like, what's the point of me going to these places? Oh, you just what a great idea. Um, so I go to with Ariel. We go to the Acropolis, mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. I went to Niagara Falls with Lisa Tarbuck. Oh my! I mean, we could have done Scunthorpe, you know, would have been fun. Um, <laughs> uh, I love her on the radio. Is she still on the radio? I love you. It's lovely. Yes, yeah, radio yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's brilliant. such good fun. The thing is, the yeah. thing as well. I did. We did four episodes. Um, which, which, when you're doing the wonders of the world, is almost saying, "Well, you've got to give us another series, haven't you?" Um, so we've done four episodes, three of them with comics, one of them was Lisa, and with the comics, you find, you know, as you know, tell when you when you're together, you, you're constantly looking for the next punchline, you, you're looking for the next joke, mm. yeah, and it's kind of one-upmanship, and you have a laugh. But when it was with Lisa, there was none of that. We just had, we just kind of. We just kind of like we just have fun. <laughs> I remember we, you, when you go out with co- comics together and you and you play stupid games. Yeah. Chris knows, and I remember we were playing the uh, collective noun game with 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 um, Johnsy, Dave Johns, who was obviously in that the film. Um, what was yeah, the film? Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, Johnsy, look him up, Dave Johns, and uh, he said, "What's a collective noun for a group of comedians?" And I went, "I don't know." He went, "A bitter." <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely, mate. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I did a gig last night. Somebody smashed it and someone died in their ass. Who was it that died in their ass? Tell me all. Tell me all. I don't want to know about people's success. Oh, Chris, it's been uh, brilliant having you on, love. Mate, thanks super for having duper, us. Super duper, super and, duper, uh, and uh, a real insight to everything there, mate. Um, Jonathan, what a pleasure to talk to you, mate. And you, yeah, it was lovely, lovely. Very, really, really great experience. Thanks ever so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm going to try yes. and get tickets for that ship because I'm around on that ship as well. go. I'll get them. I'll get them. I know his agent. I'll sort it. Yeah. We'll, we'll come backstage. Is the beer involved backstage? <laughs> it's the last day of the tour, so we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have a bar afterwards, mate. Well, I'll be there. We'll be there. And I'll, and I'll be sitting in the audience. It'll be sold out and it'll be brilliant. And I'll be sitting there going, why am I not doing this? Why am I? Why haven't I got this? You see? The bitter of comedians. The bitter of comedians. Well, I'll tell you what, the last thing I need is fucking Terry Alderton opening for me. Jesus Christ. It, no, he'll, go, he'll go on and go, he'll go on and go, hey, guess what happened to me on the way to your gig, Chris? Man died. Man sitting next to me yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. He'll either smash the hell out of it or tell a really sad story. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. It's been great. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.